Many people are concerned about the problem of anger and with good reason. But first of all, as we begin a series of three broadcasts on the subject of anger, let me make it abundantly clear to you that anger in and of itself is not wrong. Anger is an emotion that God has given man a capability of expressing. Indeed, to some extent, anger even reflects the anger of God. Anger, however, can be pushed to sinful extremes. We can become angry about the wrong matters. That is, anger can result from our own pride, for example. We can express our anger in the wrong way. We can uh, become angry uh, in the wrong situations. But anger in and of itself is not wrong. And that's the first thing we need to see as we begin this discussion. The Lord Jesus Christ, according to Mark 3, 5, became angry when he spoke to the Pharisees. God, according to Psalm 7:11, is angry with the wicked every day. And we know how angry Jesus was when he drove those money changers out of the Lord's temple. We read there a very strong expression for anger. The zeal of my father's house has eaten me up. That's anger with a vengeance. And you see that anger was righteous anger, holy anger. Anger expressed over the right purpose in the right way uh, for the right reason. Now, let's think about wrong anger. In Ephesians 4, where Paul is discussing the changes that must be made in the life of the Christian now that he has become a believer, Paul says this in verse 26, Be angry, yet do not sin. Clearly you see that anger in and of itself is not sin, since God says through this verse that we can be angry, and yet he warns us carefully that there is always the possibility of sin in anger. And what he is talking about here is not anger over the wrong causes or anger that may be uh, aimed at the wrong goals, but anger that is expressed in the wrong manner. And that's what we're going to talk about today and for the next two broadcasts, how we may express our anger properly so that it, our anger even when it is right, will not be expressed sinfully. Here, Paul says, be angry. And so he's talking about anger over proper and legitimate causes for anger. And he says, in that sort of anger, be careful that you do not sin. Then he goes on in the second half of that verse to say, do not let the sun go down on your anger. Now that's one extreme of anger. That's one way that we can sin. We're not going to talk about that this morning. But one thing we're going to talk about today is the opposite extreme, because we sin in the expression of our anger in two ways. First, by holding it in, as we have seen in this verse, but also, as we see in verse 29 and verse 31 of the same chapter, by spewing it out, ventilating our anger and our wrath all over the place and all over everybody around us. Now, it's interesting 
that in our day we hear much in the way of, of advice given in uh, psychological circles, uh, encounter circles, sensitivity training groups, uh, various kinds of group therapies. We hear much advice given about ventilating one's anger. And yet the scriptures are very clear about this matter. The book of Proverbs again and again tells us that the, it is the fool who ventilates his anger, that a righteous and holy man knows how to restrain his anger and hold it back and cool it and quiet it. The book of Proverbs says that a man who can't restrain his angry spirit is a man who is like a city without a wall. You know, in the Old Testament times, the cities all had walls for protection. And so what he's saying is that any other kind of enemy can so easily invade a man's life once he has let down the barrier and has lost control of his life by expressing his anger in a ventilating fashion. Well, quite the opposite of the current view of getting your feelings out, letting it all hang out, is what the Bible says. Instead, it says in verse 31 of Ephesians 4, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. And in speaking of this kind of thing, in verse 29, Paul says, let no unwholesome word pour out from your mouth, but only such a word as is good for building up according to the problem that has arisen, that it may give help to those who hear. And it's interesting that sandwiched between verses 29 and 31 that speak about this unrighteous pouring out and spilling forth and spewing out of one's venom and wrath in ventilation of anger is this phrase, do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Every Christian, everyone who has trusted in Jesus Christ as his Savior, who knows that his sins are forgiven and is assured that he has eternal life, knows that the Holy Spirit has given to him this new life and that that same Spirit dwells within him. And it is his uh, aim and purpose, if he knows Christ, to please God, to please Christ, and to please the Holy Spirit of God rather than to grieve him. Rather than what all of the psychologists are telling us today about feelings pleasing God, here we're told that they grieve the Holy Spirit of God. You know, here is a woman. Let's take a, a typical scene today that you see described so often in the books about the sensitivity training sessions and encounter sessions. Here's a woman who's put in the middle of a circle. She's handed a pillow and she's told by her uh, group leader and the group around her to punch the pillow. The pillow represents her mother. Well, she gives it a very lethargic punch at first, sort of uh, fearfully, uh, just a little nudge. The group begins then to cheer her on. Come on, let's really punch it. Punch it hard. Really give it some something there. Go ahead, punch it. She gets into the enthusiasm. The first thing you know, she's punching and punching and punching, and the pillow is tearing apart. Feathers are flying all over the room. What has she been encouraged to do? She's been encouraged to murder her mother in her heart. In effigy, she has killed her mother in hatred, in an expression of venom and wrath and anger and clamor. She has been urged on to sin against God and against her mother. No, this isn't what the Bible says to do with your anger, to vent it and spew it forth in such a fashion. The Bible condemns that as sin. We'll see another way that the Bible condemns 
the expression of anger as sin as we go along in our broadcasts. But just for now, if you've been doing that kind of thing, if you've been giving your children a hard time, your husband a hard time, your wife a hard time, if you've been letting your wrath and your anger spill out all over everybody at every place, the first thing you can do, and I hope you'll do it now, is to tell God about it, to seek his forgiveness. Lord, we pray that you will truly forgive us for our ventilation of anger, our blowing off like Mount Vesuvius, our temper, our hasty spirit, and help us as we discuss this in the days to come to find your solutions to it. For we pray in Christ's name and for his sake alone. Amen.